Have you ever struggled to feel closer to God? I think we can all answer yes to that question. But today we're going to be talking about how to find hope, how to move closer to God when we find ourselves in the places, well, that might not be super duper awesome. And as a bonus, if you've ever struggled with worship, we are going to be tackling that today too. So make sure you stay tuned. Hey there, friends. I am so excited for you to be joining us today for this podcast episode. I just know that this episode is going to bless so many of you out there because just the interview alone with our guest today was such a blessing to me and really just poured some goodness into my life. So no matter where you find yourself today, just know that this episode is going to be for you. We're going to be talking about the emotional connection that we have with God, how to move closer to Him, worship, all of that good stuff. And yeah, we're even going to be talking a little bit about career burnout and when all of our priorities kind of go south, even when our career is centered around Jesus. To join me in this conversation today, we have award-winning musician Jenny Owens, and I am super excited for our conversation. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you that we do have our Summer of Awesome Planning Toolkit available inside of Life Balance Membership. For our current members, you can find it in the Planning Tools section on the website. And if you are wanting to become a member of Life Balance Membership so you can access that great tool and so much more, you can join by going to lifebalancemembership.com. I'm so excited for you to be learning today from Jenny Owens. She is an award-winning career that encompasses two decades as a singer and songwriter, recording artist, author, and speaker. She's always been one of my favorite singers to listen to, mostly because her songs are written in a way that cut right to the heart of what you want to say, but you just cannot find the words. And that same talent and gift that she has in her music, she now has in her new book called Singing in the Dark. Like I have a hard time sometimes getting into books. That's why I love audiobooks so much. But this book, I just kind of got lost in it. And I know that it will bless you too. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Jenny. Jenny, I am so excited to have you on the show today. And this conversation I know is going to bless so many people. But before we get into all of it, share with our audience a little bit more about who you are. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun to be here. Um, my name's Jenny. And I am, let's see, I have been singing for most of my life. I fell in love with music when I was a really little kid. Uh, we had an old upright piano that lived in our back corner of our dining room that I figured out how to play early on and loved to sing and play my favorite songs from school and church. And so Music's always been a huge part of my life. Also, I lost my eyesight when I was three years old due to a degenerative eye condition. And so that was not totally unexpected, but certainly I went in for a surgery that my parents thought would restore my sight and instead it took it all away. So I feel like what was wonderful even in that time was that my parents just sort of said, well, figure out how to do life. And they let me climb trees. And my mom especially was just great about, you know, letting me ride my bike. And she knew that I would be careful. So she let me learn how to, you know, live as a kid that couldn't see in the world. And so I was very independent, but also I really loved music. And maybe about the time I was seven or eight, I began writing my own songs. And so songwriting was kind of the way that I worked out the difficulties of life and the challenges that you face when you are a little bit different. But, you know, we all face challenges. So 
They weren't completely unique to me, but learning how to be a blind person in a sighted world definitely had its had its challenges. So moved to Nashville to go to college and ended up... I thought I was going to be a high school choir director, ended up being a songwriter, probably the only person in Nashville that looked for a job as a choral director and ended up getting a, a songwriting deal first. So did that for a while, still doing that, but left Nashville about three years ago to move to New York City and where I am in my final year of a Master of Biblical Studies in seminary. So that in a nutshell is me. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, when I was reading your book and you were talking about playing the piano and it being out of tune, and yet even without any kind of lessons or anything, you just kind of naturally were making music and kind of, you know, even songs that you knew from church and figuring out how to play them on the piano. I was like at three, that is amazing. (laughs) I don't know if I could do that now at 40, let alone Um, at three, especially on a piano that's so out of tune. And so did your parents kind of know at that time, like God has something musical with this girl? Well, they were both musical in their own ways. I don't know that they were terribly surprised, but I think they did realize that I had an affinity for music my mom immediately, well, when I was five, she sent me to piano lessons because I think she was tired of hearing the same like seven or eight songs all the time. <laughs> but but yeah, I think they knew that I, I loved music and that it was going to be around for a while. Oh, that's so great. And it's so beautiful too. I think, you know, all of us, when we look back at our story to where we are now and kind of looking back as hindsight, you know, we always can see God's hand through everything that we can't always see at the time that we're moving through it. But you know, just kind of reading your book and, and hearing about your story and your life. And it's amazing to see God's hand and how He kind of guided you to doing what you're doing now and really serving the kingdom using your voice and, and your beautiful writing and the songs that you you put together that touch so many people. But I know that you share a story in the book that I thought was like, as soon as I read the story, I was like, Jenny's my kind of girl. Like I can <laughs> connect with you on so many levels. When you were talking Yay. about going after your career... And like, you know, I think we've all been there before. I mean, obviously the show is for working moms and we've all been in that spot before where we have our eye on the prize and we're doing what we think is good work, but other priorities start to kind of fall by the wayside. And I thought it was so interesting because you're a Christian singer. So you think that's not going to happen when you're serving God. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways it's harder because then you can say, oh, well, I'm in ministry. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if this takes up my whole life. Yeah, you know, I remember having a very important experience my junior year of high school. I started going to a a youth group at a large church and I was so shy and was so used to really struggling to find my place with my sighted peers. And so I remember that our youth, I, I auditioned for our youth choir, our youth ensemble, and our youth director she was very encouraging. And when she realized I wrote songs, she asked me to play a few of them and then just asked me if I'd start playing. Like every few Wednesday nights when we'd meet, she'd ask me to play one. And what it did was it connected me to those students and it made me one of them. They realized that the way I saw the world was very much the way they saw the world. They felt pain as well. So my songs were sort of a way of bringing down a barrier. And then you know, in a really positive way, giving us the opportunity to worship together and to to praise God together. But what it also does, it, it did is it kind of started a fire in me. Like, I want to connect this way with people because this is how, you know, they can get past the fact that I'm not completely like them. And so when I got out of college and then ended up 
started songwriting and then I got a record deal with a label called Rocket Town Records, which was around at the time. And Michael W. Smith, who probably some people will know, he was the founder of that label. And so I remember that, you know, in my early days in Rocket Town, I just thought, well, you know, this is my answer to happiness and peace in life. Like, even though I probably wouldn't have said it that way, I would have said, well, you know, God has given me this opportunity. So I'm going to just take advantage of every moment of it. But what that often looked like was sacrificing practical things like life, you know, taking care of myself and like church community and just being accountable to friends for work. And so I was constantly working. I was on the road all the time. And again, you know, when it's ministry, you can kind of say, well, I'm just doing what, what I need to do. But finally, you burn out. And also, you realize that it's still never going to be enough to completely connect you to people because, you know, the world we live in is we're not meant to connect to everyone. <laughs> so it led to a lot of burnout. It led to really having a season of kind of questioning God and being like, where are you in all this? And I just began over time to sense him saying, I want you to rest and wait and find me because I have been here all along, but you're the one who has run ahead, you know, kind of planning this out, doing all these things the way that you want to instead of waiting on me. So it was a a profound lesson that I wish I had learned much more quickly. But I mean, you know, it was born of that place of wanting to be understood, known, accepted, which we all want and, and wanting to just have have my place in the world, which, you know, certainly we all have that feeling and there's there's nothing wrong with that desire unless that desire starts to rule us and becomes the most important thing to us. Oh my gosh. Amen. I mean, I think that that is so true. Like we can all find those fulfilling things in things other than God and start right. pursuing it. And I can only imagine like when you're doing ministry... <laughs> And having that desire and kind of getting confused or justifying it for yourself that it is okay to go after those things. And then when God called you into rest, what did that look like? And was that hard for you after like running full speed? It was hard. It was hard on so many levels. So one of the things that it looked like was I moved for a season. This is my first time I lived in New York for a short season to take some classes and to just live in New York City. And it was during that time that I got really involved in a church, also just got involved in leading worship at several churches in the area. And what's interesting about New York is, uh, well, so I'd come from the South where, you know, especially when I was growing up and in my 20s, everyone went to church or most people went to church. So there was much cultural Christianity everywhere. And so what happened when I came to New York is that that was not the case. In fact, you were often you know, rejected or not looked on fondly for being a Christian. And so I had friends that went through real experiences of, you know, being of suffering in some way for their faith. But they were very intentional about community. And they were very intentional about accountability and transparency and things that I really, as an adult, because I'd been on the road so much, just hadn't known and hadn't done very well. So it was a a huge time of not only learning what it meant to be in community, but then also learning what it meant to to really wait on the Lord, you know, to show up Sunday after Sunday at the same church and to be there to worship and to, you know, receive God's blessing and His grace and His, just His word and His power into my life. So it was a really 
challenging time. It didn't, you know, rest didn't happen overnight, but that was the beginning of it. And then the next phase of it was when I became a worship leader in Nashville. And even though there are elements of that that isn't restful, what again was the beauty of it was being able to be in community with people and learning, you know, because we can see, I mean, I know that on our own and on our knees, the Lord speaks to us, but He really audibly speaks to us also sometimes even more powerfully, I think, through the words of other people. So having those connections and that community really enabled me to rest to some degree. Oh my gosh, I could not agree with you more. And I feel like sometimes when we get so wrapped up in what we're doing, the community piece really falls to the wayside. Uh, Here at Your Life Rocks, you know, when we talk about balance, we say that you have to have three things. You can define it however you want. Like the details might be different for everybody, but we say that you have to put God first in your life. And then you have to live in community, not just, you know, be a part of a community, but really live in community and then have systems that just work for you. And I think, you know, it looks different for everyone, but that community piece like people just want to jump right into the systems or like, okay, I got God, check mark that. Let's jump yes. right into the systems. But that community yes. piece, it's hard. Yes. It's hard to be in community, but it is so worth it when you're serving other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It truly is. I mean, I think that's when our faith gets real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we, we put there's there's feet to our faith when we are digging in there with other people. And it's messy and it's raw, but that's beautiful. It's where we can truly see the Holy Spirit at work the most. Yeah, yeah. And I always say when you're in community, your problems just seem so much smaller. Absolutely. When you're able to to share that with other people. Well, you yes. know, I know today I really want to be talking with you about connecting with God and, you know, really in dark places. And sometimes when we think about like dark places, we think about like really big stuff. But I think we all have those moments as we're going throughout our week or we're going throughout our day where we're just like, a little bit down or something didn't go quite right. And it's it can be a little bit of a dark place, but then there's also some bigger, darker places in our lives. And, you know, as I was praying about having you on today and in and, and this conversation, and I was really thinking about how we can help the audience find that deeper connection with God. And as I was praying, I was thinking, you know, sometimes when we're craving that connection with God, it's not just to know His Word or to know what his promises are, but it's really to feel an emotional connection. And that's what we're craving is that emotional connection. Absolutely. And I think we can find that when we read. I think we can find that when we pray, but there's something about music. Like I know when I'm craving it and I go to church and as soon as the worship music starts, I like tears. I like, it's a different kind of connection. Why do you think that is? You know, I think it is because music gets into our souls in a way that words by themselves don't. You know, because when you think about a song, you think about it has a melody and that melody, you know, you either sing along or you you love it and it gets into your head or, or both. But, you know, we might move to the rhythm like it engages our, our bodies. And then because songs have words and melody, those tend to live on in our minds long after the song has faded. And so I think there's something to that that's very unique. And I've also heard you know, you remember what you say, but you remember most what you sing. So mm-hmm. I do think there's something about just the power of music. It kind of transcends because you have the words of truth that you would be singing, say, on a Sunday morning. But then you also have that melody that draws you in, that maybe expresses your feelings and your heart 
in a way that just speaking words couldn't do. So yeah, I think there's something really, really beautiful about the way that you that you sing, you know, it just, it draws you in. It just draws every part of your body in, I think, when we sing. Mm, I love that. I love that illustration too, just thinking about pulling in every part of your body from your mind, your physical body, your heart, and really being able to focus all of that onto the Lord, which, you know, is hard to do when you're just doing normal Bible study or, or, or trying to pray. And then you hear your phone ding or you, we get right. so distracted, you know, and it yes. is just like our mind where I feel like worship, when it comes to music, it involves every part of us. So it allows us to fully be in the presence of the Lord. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I think I remember even as a kid, when I first started writing songs, a lot of times I would write about, you know, difficult things that were going on in life. I mean, I also, when I got to middle school and high school, wrote about boys all the time. That was just <laughs> all boys all the time. I but, love it. You know, there are often times when I would sit down and I would write about pain that I would be going through. And then I would get to a point where I would also write about the hope that I had. And I always would think, well, when I look back on those songs, I think, how did I get there? And of course, I was hearing those words of hope in church. But I think there's something about just singing out our joys and our pains to the Lord. I mean, we see this in the Psalms for sure and, and in the prophets as well. But as you sing out this, your songs and your pain to the Lord, then He moves in our songs. You know, I mean, we're told that He's singing over us. So I think in some sense that can even happen in our songs where He, I always sense that He will kind of move into a song and in the sense of just sharing or, you know, like all right words that I'll look back on later and, and be like, well, the Lord had to inspire that on some level because you know I didn't know that that I was kind of going that way with the song. So isn't it so good when he just like takes control and absolutely makes it something that we could never make it. Yes, it a hundred percent is. Uh and I think that applies to so many of us even who are not making music, you know, that when we really allow God in to kind of into the process of whatever it is that we're doing, that it is really amazing to see what he can do with it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay, I had to interrupt this episode to ask you a question. How are you implementing what you are learning from this show? I mean, it's really great that you're investing in yourself to learn how to grow in each area of your life, but I want you to really apply these things so that you can reap the benefits of a more balanced life. If you're not sure how to begin, I wanna invite you to join Life Balance Membership. Inside the membership, you'll find courses to help you create the habits that allow you to move forward with what you are learning. Plus, you'll have resources for each area of your life to help you take the guesswork out of figuring out how to create balance for yourself. For example, we have a full career guide that guides you through annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily routines to help you reach your career goals. It's actually what to do, how to start your work day, wrap up your work week type checklists, and more. And that's just one area of life and one resource in it. Plus, you'll get access to the membership community and our member-exclusive podcast episodes where we take things to the next level in your self-coaching, like how to set boundaries and what to do when you struggle to make a new habit stick. You can try it for free for seven days, which is the perfect amount of time, by the way, to take the seven-day Clear the Chaos course. It's an excellent place to start. Just upgrade inside the Your Life Rocks app or go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more. Oh, and members save money on things like our 12-week program, Life Balance Method, and the Life Balance Planner, and so much more. So join us today by going to lifebalancemembership.com.
Now, we know that the Bible is the word of God. As Christians, that's what we believe. And in your book, you kind of talk about the different types of songs that we can find throughout the Bible. So we kind of want to switch a little bit into Bible mode. Talk to us a little bit about what we can find in the Bible, what those different songs are for those that are maybe newer to learning about the Bible and, and kind of how that connects to music. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things I love about the Bible is how much singing and praising there is. And so we have psalms, which are prayers and songs to God. We have laments, which is something we don't do so much in our culture, right? But but lamenting is so good because we can go before God and pour out every pain that we have knowing that he sees and hears and can do something about it, you know, knowing that all hope isn't lost. So a lament is is like pouring out our suffering and our sadness without hopelessness, even if we feel hopeless in the moment, which I love how the psalmist also tell that to God. So there are songs like that. And then one of the songs I use, which is not a literal song, but in Philippians, in Paul's letter to the Philippians, he sings to them because Paul's saying, And there's a story of Paul singing in jail, he and his cohort singing in jail. And they, when, as they sang, the chains fell off. It was in the middle of the night and their, their chains fell off in prison as they sang hymns of praise. And so Paul in Philippians is sitting in prison, chained, and yet he's talking to the Philippians about being content and having peace in every situation. It's like, what? But as you read it, he talks about rejoicing always and being thankful always and laying out your your petitions before God always. And there's a sense in which there's a rhythm to it. It's a joyful song that he has that is so embedded in his heart. So I call that a song, even though it's not quite a literal song. But throughout the Bible, I, I feel like in a certain sense, the Bible is a wonderful worship album and that it sings to us of hope. It sings to us of what is to come. It sings to us of the truth that Jesus is always with us that he never leaves us or forsakes us. You know, it sings to us of all these different things, which to me is just utterly beautiful and helps us kind of learn how to respond to God, that it isn't about sort of being stiff and being rote. In in one place in the Bible, I talk about praying polite prayers. Now, of course, we want to have utmost respect to God, but polite prayers would be sort of holding back from Him, you know? Mm -hmm. But instead, he, He wants us to sing to Him, to pray to Him, to call everything that's going on to him. So yeah, I love that. I love how the Bible sings and it it teaches us to sing as well. I love that. I think it's so fun to even just think about the joyousness, if that's even a word. Yes. (laughs) Of what it must be like in heaven, you know, and in the songs and the way that God would just react to us singing songs of praise and even singing songs when it's, you know, we're going through hard times and being able to communicate in that way. It just, it makes it seem a little bit more lighthearted and kind of like what we were talking about in the very beginning, like that emotional connection that we can have with music. It kind of takes away the pressure of what are the right words to say or what's the right way of being because music just feels a little bit more fluid. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's sort of the core of our souls. Yes. You know, it's like one of the things that I have thought about a lot when I think about how do you talk through people through the idea of singing? Because we don't have to do literal singing, but 
you know, there is a song on repeat in our minds all the time, right? And that song may not have a melody, but it always has words. So whatever whatever we've walked through in life has brought about a song that just is always going on. So like for me as a person who can't see, but I'm sure I'm not alone in this, a lot of times the song is, well, you're not, you're not worthy. You need to make yourself useful. You need to find ways to belong, you know, but there's some words that kind of run on in the back of our minds. And so I think when we think of the Bible as singing different songs to us, songs of hope, songs of power, songs of truth about who we are and who God is, when we latch on to some of those songs, they actually change just those lyrics that are going on in the back of our head all day long. So that's one of the things that I, I really like to think about is, yeah, we're always kind of involved in in singing in a certain way, like we're committing to a lyric in a certain way. And so coming and, and sort of learning a new song just, I think, changes everything about our life, about the way we feel, about the way we think, about our anxiety level. So so yeah, that's that's a really important point to me. Oh, I love that. And I love the idea of a new song of changing yes. those words that we hear. Because I have to admit, okay, so Jenny, I love music. I love yes. I love worship. But true story, my second son, mm-hmm. when he was little, gosh, he started doing this maybe even like not even a year old. And I would just make up songs and sing to him. He oh. literally would put his hands over my mouth and tell me to shh. Because <laughs> oh, he didn't like so my funny. singing voice. Oh, so sad. I know. It kind of was like, wait, what? Now it's become a funny thing that we do in our family because he's very musically inclined. And so I always like to think like he knows music so well that he knew his mama was not a good singer, even as a baby. Yes. Um, so for those of us that are not super musically inclined and our children do not even want to hear us sing, how can yes. we incorporate this idea of music because it is so beautiful and I love it so much. But how can we all kind of take advantage of this in our everyday lives? Well, that is a good question. Well, I think part of it is if you love music, <laughs> put on music that is uplifting. Put on music that helps you remember truth. So I think that is a really practical way to do it. I also think, again, going back to the idea of just there always being a song on repeat. So maybe you're tone deaf or you don't like music, but there are words, there are ideas, there are phrases that you find come to your mind all the time. And so our point of thinking about singing the Bible over us is to find new words of hope and joy that can replace any words of darkness or heaviness or sadness that we've sort of let kind of rule our lives. So since I've been in seminary, for instance, uh, one of the things that we've had to do in in Greek and Hebrew classes, memorize a lot of verb patterns and things. And the way I've done it is to just sing them until I know them so well. And what it it inspired me to do then was like, I need to just sing all the scripture I want to memorize because then I don't have to sort of think about it anymore. I just can sing it and sing that truth. and And then it will connect with my heart again. So I would even say if you don't like singing or if you're, you know, you don't want to sing, one way that you can do it is to even just simply memorize words, you know, find a way of memorizing words of hope and joy that you love, either from different songs, but of course from scripture as well, and kind of taking those on, you know, maybe writing them on post it notes and putting them on your mirror or doing things to where you have them at hand and you can be reminded of them. Because I think you don't have to literally sing, but you can always be working on changing the song that's on repeat in your mind to one of hope. And then also, I think 
one of the things that I do in the book at the end of each chapter is have a space for people to write their own song. And that song doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, a verse and a chorus as a normal song would be, but it can be just your heart's response to, to where you've been or what you've read or what your day's been like. And so I think if we can write out our prayers or write out a poem about, you know, whatever we're feeling or about God's faithfulness, but having kind of directed activities like that, like maybe writing about God's faithfulness or writing about pain and how he worked in it, or there are just so many different options and so many different ways that we can do that. But I think writing out words, even if they're not in song form of joy, of praise and words of, of asking God for what we need. I think even doing that is a way in a sense of singing, you know, it's a way of singing our prayers, putting our prayers before God in a creative way. I love that so much. And I love too, when at the end of the chapters in the book, when you're giving us that opportunity to write our own songs, you're giving us like a, a little example (laughs) on how Jenny would do it. So then that way, those of us that are not so musically inclined. It makes me feel freedom that I can, I have like a a guide to follow, but still express myself, which I think is such a gift. Oh, well, and absolutely. And that's what I, I hope people don't feel pressured to actually write a song. Like one thing I do every morning when I am reading, because I'll right now I'm in a Bible plan where I'm reading chapters from multiple books of the Bible in a morning. And so what I'll do is I'll say, as I kind of read through that and then write down some thoughts. I'll say, okay, so what is the song that I want to sing today? And for me, that song is always just one line. It's something that I, again, it may have a melody or it may just be something I'm repeating in my head all day, but it'll just be one line of summary of what I have heard in the scripture that day that I can take with me all day. So yeah, it just, it doesn't have to be a literal song at all. Even for singers, it can be, it can be so much more. The the point is for it to be something that starts to grow and take deep root in you so that it moves your heart when you hear it. I love it. I'm going to start incorporating that into my morning routine when I'm spending time in the Word to to have that one line that I'm going to carry throughout my day. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Well, Jenny, I am just so excited for all of the work that God has you doing right now and just the way that it is blessing so many different people. I am excited to continue reading your book. Now, where can people connect with you? Where can they get their hands on a copy of this amazing book that you've put together? Oh, man. Well, thank you. So you can go to JennyOwens.com, which is G-I-N-N-Y, Owens.com. And you can also, if you're on the Facebooks, I'm Jenny Owens Music. And Instagram is Jenny Owens official and Twitter is at Jenny Owens. I love it. And we will link to everything that Jenny just mentioned in our show notes. Jenny, thanks so much for coming on today and blessing our audience with your wisdom. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.